Hello and welcome to another episode of From God to Us as we continue to journey our way through the New Testament. Having looked at the Gospels and Acts, we begin looking at the letters of Paul and today we come to the letter to the Galatians. This was probably the first of Paul's letters as we will see and it is a letter that is written to defend the gospel of grace by faith in Jesus Christ. So if you have your Bibles and you're in a position to follow along, I encourage you to open them to the book of Galatians. As we think about the overall theme of this book, it might be stated simply as freedom in Christ or Christian liberty. We also may state it this way. Paul writes to the churches of Galatia in order to defend the gospel of salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ and to reaffirm the liberty believers have in Jesus Christ. This liberty includes freedom from the law and sin as well as freedom to live in the Spirit to produce spiritual fruit. Now Paul established these churches uh, in, this, in the area of Galatia, in the Roman province of Galatia, on his first missionary journey, and you can read about that in Acts 14, it included Iconium, Lystra, and Derbe. And so he goes to these cities, he preaches the gospel, people believe, he establishes a ch- churches in each of these cities, and then he continues on his journey. Now the first missionary journey was the shortest one, and he eventually returns back to Antioch, And there he receives word that there are those who come in behind him and are preaching a gospel of works through submission to the law. Sometimes we refer to these as Judaizers because they're calling the Gentiles to be circumcised and to follow certain ceremonies of the Old Testament law. So they weren't necessarily contradicting belief in Christ, but they were adding to it the fact that they believed that someone had to also be circumcised and follow the law in order to be saved. And so Paul writes to remind the Galatian believers of their salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, to call them to a life of liberty, and to call them to live by the power of the Holy Spirit. And by doing this, they will not return again to a life of sin, but will live according to God's principles. Now, the letter quickly takes on a tone of an aggressive challenge against these people who are turning away from the gospel of grace. It's very obvious Paul is very passionate about the message of salvation by grace through faith and very upset, not only with these Judaizers who are spreading a false gospel, but also he's very upset with the Galatian believers for accepting it. And so Paul is very passionate. This is early in his ministry in some way. He's been preaching the gospel of salvation by grace through faith. He has turned away from belief and trusting in the law. He's turned 180 degrees to follow the way of Christ and to teach this gospel of salvation by grace through faith. He has had success in leading people to Christ. And now these people whom he has taught and established the church are turning away back to basically a salvation of works. Now this is Paul's only letter that he addressed to a group of churches. It was written probably around 55 AD, so it was probably his first letter because it was at the end of his first journey. 
And uh, this problem that was existing of these Judaizers coming in was probably widespread. And so he writes it to the churches as a whole, to all these churches, because it seems it wasn't just one church that was facing this challenge. It was all of them. Now, some people uh, have compared Galatians to Romans and have called Galatians a little Romans. But there is quite a bit of difference. There's some similarities. The Galatian letter uh, tends to be a more practical application of, of liberty in Christ. He does explain the gospel clearly, but uh, Romans tends to be more of a doctrinal thesis or a doctrinal basis for our salvation. Someone has said, in Romans we find our standing, and in Galatians we take our stand. That might be a simplification uh, or simplified way of describing these two letters because there are some similarities. Salvation or justification by grace through faith is an essential theme in both of these books. So there are some comparisons between the two books, although Romans was written much later. So when we look at the book of a, as a whole, and we kind of look at the structure, if you have downloaded the notes and are looking at them, the book might be divided into three sections. The Gospel of Grace Defended, the Gospel of Grace Explained, and the Gospel of Grace applied. So Paul defends the gospel of grace, what it, what it is. He gives further explanation through justification by faith and the purpose of the law and why we aren't saved by the law. And then he begins to apply this to our lives. So we might look at the book in those three broad areas. So the first two chapters would be a defense of the gospel of grace. Uh, in these chapters, Paul addresses the issue of the Galatians turning away from the gospel and he launches into this defense of the true gospel. He talks about how they have turned away and asked them, you know, so how did you receive the gospel? Do you remember? Wasn't it, wasn't it by faith? And you receive the Holy Spirit by faith, not by works. And then he begins to defend his authority to address this issue because he is an apostle. He didn't receive this message from other people. He received it directly from God. He talks about how people are justified by faith in Jesus Christ and not by works of the law and begins to talk about the law there. Paul records also in this section his confrontation of Peter and Peter's hypocrisy in front of the Jewish believers. Peter was eating with the Gentiles and showing grace to the Gentiles, but when the Jews showed up, he turned away from the Gentiles and acted like a Jew. And Paul said, told him he was showing favoritism toward the Jewish believers, which contradicted the gospel of grace because the gospel of grace goes to all people regardless of their background. So this is kind of Paul's defense of the gospel. He goes into further explanation in the next two chapters, in chapters 3 and 4. Paul emphasizes that the law was never given to save or to make a person righteous. The law was the old covenant and was added to the promise that was given to Abraham. The promise was that all people would be blessed through Abraham and through Abraham's seed. The law was added to show us that we are sinners and to point us to Christ. The law is a curse because no one can keep the whole law. Therefore, we are condemned by the law, but we have been justified freely and become sons of God by faith not by works. This is the essence of those two chapters. And then in chapters five and six, we might say the gospel of grace applied. So 
if we understand that we are saved by grace, what, what do we do with that? And so we have been set free from bondage to the law and set free from the bondage to sin. All this in Christ when we trusted in him. Both the law and sin kept us captive, but through faith we have been set free from both. Yet, Paul makes it clear, this freedom is not the freedom to live however you want or to give in to the desires of the flesh or the sin nature. The desires of the flesh lead to death. So Paul is very clear, don't use your freedom to give in to sin again. That's what you were saved from. And so Paul tries to make this clear. We have received the Holy Spirit who will produce the righteous fruit when we live in his power. The Holy Spirit gives us power over the desires of the flesh so that we can live righteously for God. But he also enters into a section to help us understand that whatever you sow, that's what you will reap. So if you sow to the sinful nature, you're going to reap problems and sin and death. But if you sow to the Spirit and live by the Spirit, you're going to uh, receive and produce, uh, reap the things from the Spirit. And so that's the section of the gospel of grace applied. So that would be just a big picture overview of the book of Galatians of the six chapters. Some of the themes that we find in the book, of course, liberty in Christ. That is a big theme. The Galatian believers had received Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit by faith, not by the works of the law. And Paul is clear, there are no works that can bring salvation or can bring the gift of the Spirit. Faith alone and Jesus Christ alone is the heart of the gospel. Salvation is a free gift from God. People become children of God by faith, not by the works of the law or by any kind of works. So this new life in Christ is a life free from bondage to the old covenant or to the law and free from bondage to sin. You see, when we continue to live in sin, we become slaves to sin. Jesus Christ said this, he who sins is a slave to sin. And so when we live according to that, we, we become enslaved to the sin. So it's not a freedom to sin, but a freedom to live a life for Jesus Christ. It is a freedom to live in the power of the Holy Spirit who will produce God's fruit in the life of the believer. It is a freedom to become all that God has created a person to be without enslavement to a set of rules or legalism. Now, Paul never says there, you know, there aren't things that are wrong. Those are the things of the flesh. He clearly says that. And he doesn't, he never says, okay, there's no things to obey because there are obviously things that are right and wrong. But he's he's making the foundation of the Christian life as by faith and life through the Spirit. So we have this liberty to live for God, to live in Christ without being in bondage. And again, it doesn't mean I can live just any way I want. Because if I live any way I want, I'll eventually give in to the desires of the flesh and eventually be in bondage to sin again. Another theme is Paul's authority as an apostle. He quickly defends the gospel that he had preached to the Galatians by referring to his authority as apostle. And part of this authority comes directly from Christ. He describes his conversion and then three years separation from the other apostles. So he didn't learn this from the apostles or any other man. He learned the gospel directly from God. 
and then later he was approved by the other apostles. So an apostle is one who is sent forth with the message of the one sending. And Paul is saying, I got that directly from God. I got it directly from Christ. And so he used his authority then to confront Peter for his willingness to side with the Jews and giving the implication that the Gentiles were not accepted. So Paul is calling upon his authority as an apostle to address these issues. A third theme would be life in Christ. Uh, the new life of the believer is a life based in Christ and Christ alone. Our old self has been crucified with Christ, and now our new life exists in the very presence of Christ dwelling inside us. Uh, this life comes by faith, and it is lived by faith. The new life cannot be lived by the law or legalism because righteousness does not come through the law. So we have this life in Christ, this new life uh, that comes to us by faith and is lived by faith. The third theme is the Holy Spirit. Paul reasons with the believers that they could not have been saved by the law because they received the Holy Spirit not by works, but by simple faith in Christ. The Holy Spirit is the gift of God that cannot be earned. And the Holy Spirit is the empowerment for the believer to live a life of righteousness apart from the works of the flesh or apart from the sin nature. So these are some of the big picture themes that Paul presents in the book of Galatians. And that gives us a, a huge overview of this little book. And in, in the next episode, we're going to get into some of the specific verses. But I'd like to give you a few lessons that we can learn from the book of Galatians as a whole. The first would be that salvation is a free gift that can only be received by faith in Jesus Christ alone. It is a free gift. It comes by faith. There are no works that can make you right before God. And that's the second thing is there are no works, no deeds, or no legalisms that can give life. Works do not give life. It brings death because you can't obey it all. Third, anyone who adds works to faith has perverted the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a problem today because people see uh, believers who say, or people who say they're believers living in sin, and so they try to say, well, if you don't do all these good works, then you're not really saved, and quickly the gospel becomes a gospel of works, and it's not a gospel of works. Yes, works follow salvation. They follow the faith, but to judge a person based on his works turns the gospel into a works for salvation if you're not careful. Number four, believers are free to live for Christ, not to live in sin. We must make a clear distinction in that. And number five, the Holy Spirit is our source for righteous living. It's not the law. It's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit leads us to follow Christ. He leads us by the word of God. He leads us into truth. And so we must be in tune with the Holy Spirit if we want to live the life that Christ has called us to. We might say for life today, if we're applying this directly, don't let anyone take away your freedom in Christ, no matter how cleverly they twist the scriptures. Be careful. There are a lot of good sounding people who try to put you back under the law and take away your freedom in Christ. Because they live by the law, they want you to live by the law. Don't let people do that. Never let your freedom be an excuse to sin. Okay, And this happens a lot with people who've accepted the liberty, but then they say, well, I'm free to do whatever I want. I'm free to live however I want. I'm free to dress however I want or partake in anything I want because I'm free. 
No, that's enslavement to the, to the sin nature. Don't allow your freedom be, to be an excuse to sin. Never add works of the Christian life to the faith needed for salvation. Yes, there are works of the Christian life. Paul says in, in Ephesians, we are saved unto good works. God has things he wants us to do. He has plans for our lives and there are things he wants us to live out. He's given us, as we learned in 1 Corinthians, uh, the, uh, a spiritual gift in order to live for him. But don't get confused. As I like to say, don't put the cart before the horse. Don't put the, Christ, the works of the Christian life as a requirement to come to Jesus. We come to Jesus empty-handed. We come to him simply by faith. And then once we are saved and redeemed and born again and have the power of the Holy Spirit within us, then we begin to live for Christ. Number four, don't confuse the requirements for our salvation with the requirements for discipleship. We look in the Gospels and Jesus talks about what it means to be a disciple or a follower. And sometimes this is confused that, well, to be a disciple is the same thing to be saved. Therefore, these are the requirements for discipleship and these then become the requirement for salvation. Don't confuse what's required to come to salvation in Christ versus what it means to follow him. Yes, following Jesus is hard sometimes. In fact, a lot of times. And there are a lot of things that we are called to do. We're called to submission of our lives to Christ. This is not always easy. But this can only be done after we have been saved, redeemed, born again, and have the power of the Holy Spirit. So don't confuse these things. Be sure we keep the gospel of salvation by grace through faith in Christ alone clear. And then we also make the responsibilities of the Christian life clear. And so these are some lessons I think we learned from the book of Galatians that we can apply in our lives today. Well, I hope this has been helpful to give you this big picture overview of Galatians, what it means to have freedom in Christ, Again, we only referred to some of the things in the text. We haven't looked at those verses themselves, which we will look at in our next episode. So again, I hope this has been a blessing to you and trust and pray that God continues to bless you as you read and study his word.